Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sustonica, the first sustainability certification for vacation rentals that audits homes on their environmentally friendly setup, installs smart measuring tools for water, gas and electricity, and offers an iPad for guests to see their real-time consumption levels. Learn more at sustonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. As an industry, when we talk about being more environmentally friendly, it's not just the managers, owners and hosts who should play their part. There are suppliers in the industry who are already walking down their own green path. And today I'm chatting with one of them. Today I'm chatting with Andy from Touchstay. Hello, Andy. How are you? Hello, Deborah. I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. I'm Excellent. Home after the crazy conference season. <laughs> yes, you jet setter. You're probably mm. ready for a long, long winter hibernation. Uh, and ready for a lot of carbon offsetting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. I didn't thought about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Andy, Touch Stay is on a green path. Can we wind it right back? How did Touch Stay start their journey on becoming more environmentally friendly? How and where did it start? Um, good question. I don't know exactly when it started. It was probably it was probably probably a few years ago. So I, I would imagine it was some at some point early in the pandemic, from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we were kind of stuck like most people in the sense that you think there's something that needs to be done here. We have a part to play, but we're teeny weeny weeny. What can we do? And we were kind of sort of paralyzed in a way mm-hmm. with that, that conundrum. So um, we just took some small baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you want me to kind of dive into those yeah, now? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the first thing we did is we just literally said, well, okay, look, we're all remote. So our team is fully remote. We don't have offices. So we're already in a, in a good position because we're not running offices anywhere and having to offset those. And because we're all remote, most of us therefore are working in our homes. And so um, we didn't really have, we weren't traveling anywhere. So we didn't really have anything massive to offset. But nonetheless, we, we decided to use um a carbon calculator run by a, a, a British company called Bulb. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically give you a really simple calculator for you to, to estimate what you're emitting, both yourself and the rest of the team. Well, and so dead easy to do. And once we'd figured that out, we then said, well, let's just do the first simple step of offsetting this. So we, we offset through ecology um, and whether or not you agree with tree planting, it has a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we did. It was just a nice, simple first step for us to, to get there. The second thing we did was to uh, think about what we could do with our product that enabled some of our own customers to highlight to their guests how they were making a difference, as we called it. So we didn't want to kind of make this totally about green. I appreciate that's what we're talking about now. So we called it making a difference. Mm-hmm. And it allows any of our customers within their touch day guidebooks to write a section in the making a difference part 
about what they're doing. And it could be social activities. It could be um, sponsoring something. It could be offsetting any, any kind of do good things. They could talk in there about them to their guests. So the guest understood that they were staying with somebody who gave a crap about the wider world. Mm. Um, and, and so that was the second thing we did enabled customers to do that. And, and at that point, we kind of stopped and we just documented what we'd done. And we did some simple stuff like, you know, making sure we were on green hosting and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, can, can I we, interrupt you there just for a second? Mm -hmm. So when you were offsetting, did you by any chance like add a little surcharge to your clients to say this is going to be contributing to offsetting? Or are you encouraging owners to put a little surcharge to encourage you know offsetting or sponsoring tree planting is any are any of your clients actually not just sharing with their guests via the guidebook but in, you know uh, engaging like getting them part of their green path journey um yes they are and they, they, there's there's they're all doing slightly different things i mean you know bob for example bob garner and what he does that's a great example of how you can communicate that to his guests. But we're not um, enforcing any kind of surcharge or, you know, we're not making um, a contribution based on what they're doing or anything like that. We're just simply offsetting. We were, we're doing something different now, but we were simply offsetting our own team's emissions. Mm -hmm. And that would include flying, et cetera. Because what we wanted to do was keep it simple. You know, we, we wanted to be able to start the journey. We knew it wasn't, let's do something now and then, never look at it again, you know, that's our job done. It's an evolving thing, you know, we knew that would be the case. We'd get more sophisticated um, and we'd learn more along the way about what others were doing and maybe incorporate some of what others are doing into what we're doing. So we didn't want to put any, you know, kind of, you know, to to to, to write this thing in your guidebook, you have to pay a bit extra or, yeah. or you have to be, um, you know, donating something. We didn't want to put anything like that on it. We just wanted to say, here's a section, you go and communicate what you're doing. Mm. Um, and, and so that's where we started, which is literally offsetting our own emissions without then passing any of that on to our customers. Do you know what the, what the engagement rate was with that make a difference section of your guidebook? Did a lot of managers um, come on board with that? No, and, and, and certainly not in the early days. And, and even now, yeah. not a huge proportion of our customers use it. Mm. Um, but that's not surprising, you know, yeah. and, 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 and also I'm sure you'll share this philosophy that that's not a reason not to start something yeah. like that because... Yeah. Of course, you know, it's like I mean, if 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 we were to if we were to to come up with this brilliant way where, you know, our customers could all earn double the revenue, for, you know, everyone would do it. But and it's the reality of this is that they're not earning any more, and it's not making their business any more efficient. Mm. Um, there's some nuances where it can encourage a stronger brand, and therefore, you know, potentially it's a bit of a longer play if mm. you want to look at it as what am I going to get out of doing this? You know, it strengthens your brand and it improves your your chance of being able to get those guests, um, you know, valuing what you do beyond just a place to stay. Um, so, you know, so so the, the early take up was really low. And so what what we what we um, what we quickly realized is that people want ideas. They want, you know, what are other people doing? Like, what can I look at what another property manager is doing or an owner is doing and then implement something similar at my level? So I have to admit, we've not been massively um, uh, proactive in continuing to to push that out there so that people understand that there's this section and here's what other people are doing um but we felt that shouldn't get in the way of us at least starting it and putting it there and we're going to evolve that over over the next year we're certainly going to start talking more about that 
Um, but we did, a, we did a couple of other things. Once we'd done the basic offsetting and introducing this part of the guide where people could talk about what they're doing, we've, um, we've, we've taken the, the next step also to make sure that our data center where all of our stuff runs off, so all of our servers. So we're, you know, we've got, we've got about four and a half thousand customers at the moment. And um, because they've got multiple properties and we've got lots of property managers, we've got many millions of guests accessing the product every year. Mm. And that puts a lot of load on on the servers there's there's a lot that needs to run that so our our data we it's uh, we, we don't have our own servers we we um we effectively buy it from a cloud-based solution mm. um, but their data centers in in london are 100 renewable sources and they're they're uh, they're backed by a guarantee as well so um that makes them able those data providers to be able to stand up in public and say we really are running our data centers off renewables because here's our certificate which proves it um so our data center runs off that which is yeah. great did you purposely search something like that out or it just happened to be the server that you used was green i'll be honest Deborah, we got very lucky um, <laughs> so great. yeah we, i mean the, the the point was to move if 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 we found that we weren't, yeah. but when we dug into it and had a look, and it's not always easy to find these things. I'm sometimes quite surprised by how providers out, out there aren't making it more obvious and more transparent to their customers, whether their supply chain is green. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that could be really interesting for um, operators in this industry, owners and managers, is to, without even necessarily doing anything, um, so like, do I tree plant or do I do this as uh, a scheme or whatever? It's just to look at where they're sourcing all their things from, yeah. you know, and try where possible to make that that a that a green green process. Anyway, so we we looked at our data center and um, dug around a bit, and it was like I said, it was hard to try and understand exactly what was going on here. But we followed the path through and we figured it out, um, and um, and we now have a link on our website. Um, in I'll, I'll, I'll pass you the link afterwards, but it's a long article about all the things we're doing. And there's one particular link in there when we talk about our data centers, which takes you out to um, a list of the data centers by this provider and their, their green credentials. So we happened by chance <laughs> to be using renewable sources, but you know, that's great. So we were able to say that's, you know, that's that part done. Um, and the final part of the thing that we wanted to do was then um, as, a, as a later step, whenever we take subscription money from our customers is to uh, to give one percent of that back to um, green initiatives and we do that through stripe so so stripe our payment processor has stripe climate um, and it's just a nice way frankly very easy way mm. um, but that should you know just because it's easy doesn't mean oh well now we're just doing something easy you know that's the point like try and adopt some easy ways yeah so we were able to simply activate stripe climate which means that any um any payments that we take so into all of our 100 of our subscription revenue one percent of that goes to stripe climate projects mm. and they run a, a range of different products and again we've got that as a link in that article that i mentioned mm. um so those those are basically the five things that that, that we did our own offsetting um our Stripe climate that I mentioned, the making a different section in the guidebook, the hosting, the green hosting, and the the data center. Yeah, and that's where we've got to. Um, but but those are the things that we could we could see and we could influence and we could activate quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the important thing to get across here is that we're not changing the world by doing this. We're we're uh, we're a little part of it, but we are ensuring that all of our well, virtually all of our processes and our operations. Um, are doing the best by the planet mm -hmm. and and that wasn't that hard to do frankly um 
And, you know, the next step now is to, like I said, to, to make more of an effort at being proactive in communicating to our customers that they can talk about what they're doing. And if yeah. they don't have anything to do, that here's these X number of other peers of theirs doing great things and this is how they're doing it. Yeah, well, I have a very simple solution for you, Andy. Go for it. Share the Green Path podcast with your clients. <laughs> there you go. Because the whole point of the Green Path podcast is to share what other property managers are doing. And there have been some fantastic things from insulating homes to uh, who gives a crap toilet paper to Upsplash, I think it's called Upsplosh, maybe some UK-based cleaning products. Um, there have been so many tips shared by not only property managers, but also other vendors in terms of their packaging of their products. They actually change their packaging and the supply chain of the packaging and distribution. They looked at every step. So you're right. You have, not only do you have to look at you know, what you're using, you have to look at how is your product that you're using getting there and what's the background. And it's just interesting to hear what other property managers have done. Like you're saying about the slow uptake, you know, and this is why I started this podcast because everyone's like, eh, this is too hard. Where yeah. do you start? I don't know. I don't know what to do. I've learned so much just from doing this podcast because I started this podcast with zero knowledge. Listening to all of these episodes has really helped. EV charging points. You know, that's a very big tick to have at a short-term rental these days. We had a session on solar panels. Fantastic to learn about solar panels. So it is all about sharing the conversation. It can't be a, you need to do this now. Right. And, right. and one thing I wanted to ask you is, how are you sharing? How is TouchStay sharing what they're doing with your clients, with your, with your customers? Do you have a dedicated page? Yeah, we, we do. So this is one of the things that um, <clears throat> we, we weren't great at to start with, mm -hmm. but we, we, um, we are much better at. So, for example, the very simple things on the checkout page, it says underneath, right underneath. It's got a nice little striped climate logo as well. It's, you know, so you, your eyes take into it and it says we donate 1% of this to striped climate. Um, second thing in the footer of all of our newsletters, we, we have um, not just the striped climate, but we also talk about our ecology offsetting and our making a difference section with links that go to our website to tell you a lot more about what we're doing. Mm. Um, so those are the two, two main things that get in front of the people that, that um, are either customers or um, are on our newsletter list. Um, and then on our website, we have documented all of the things that I mentioned too. And it's a very, very long article because we wanted to clearly explain, and we didn't, we didn't, I mean, we just, we came, when we were researching about how to communicate this, we came across some really great examples of people mm. who had documented this really well. Mm. And we wanted to replicate that. And the replication was to say to people exactly the process we went through. So not, we donate 1% to Stripe Climate and we do this and we do that, but what was the process that we took to get there? Like, how could I, reading this, then do the same as what Touchday is doing? Mm. That's what we wanted to do. So that is on our website. Mm. That's, that's a little bit buried, it's in a footer. Um, but like I say, we do link to it from our newsletter articles. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we, and I'm sure everybody faces, is the challenge of it's one other thing in your operations that you have, have to do. But if you adopt the mentality of wanting to do something, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to find the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've struggled with too. Like I've said all these things we're doing, but you know, it's, you've said, how do you communicate it? We're sort of communicating it, but we're not like going to that next stage. Stage, and we accept that. That's just part of how we grow 
in this issue, but mm-hmm. you've got to start somewhere, you've got to document it and try to communicate it in the obvious places. And as you become more sophisticated, which we will do, um, we'll have more ways to communicate it. The one other thing I would say that, that I wanted to touch on that you were mentioning just now mm. and that I alluded to earlier, which was like, how can we make a difference because we're so small? Mm. I'm not talking about touch there. I'm talking about the our customers, owners and managers. Um, and you go, well, you know, I only own or manage 50 properties or I only own and manage one property. The great thing is the multiplier on this as well. You know what it's like if you have one property and you have, I don't know, 30 bookings a year, let's say, and two, three, four guests each time, you could quickly be running up to 100 guests that, that um, you know, that you're, you're impacting from your single property. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we all were to adopt something in our business that, that whether it's green or whether it's social um, improvement or whatever, but collectively, you know, I've already mentioned the millions of customers or guests that come through our product, but, you know, we're this big on the on the scale of things. So, you know, I think we do have a huge opportunity because we are reaching that end consumer. Um, yeah. And um, and that end consumer would love to know that the place they're staying is doing something to, to give back. Um, so I would say it's it's like you think you're too small, but you're not. Like there's, there's lots of eyes that, that can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, it actually disturbs me at the recent conferences I was at. I was chatting with one person and they said, oh, I only manage 30 properties. I was like, what's with the only? Right. Even if you manage one, it's still a business. It's still a passion. It's still, you know, something that you look after and nurture and you've got guests coming to that one property. I don't want to hear only anymore. All the people listening to this <laughs> this podcast don't say I only manage. And you're right. Just taking that first step on the green path can have a big impact on many people, all those people coming to stay with you, just to know that you're doing something. And then, you know, the next person, something. And it's maybe it's the butterfly effect. You know, maybe if we all did that one thing, it would cause a ripple through the industry. But we just need to take that one step. And for me, the the way I look at it is the one step is just listen in on the conversation because by listening to this podcast you can actually hear that some of these steps are really easy you don't have to actually do much and you're already on the path and you can already share that with your guests and you're going to get a tick from the guests that are really looking forward for looking for something that's environmentally friendly and then the ball starts rolling yeah yeah. And as Bob Garner says, it's start like you've started eating from that packet of chips. You're not going to want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true, though. It is. I mean, it's 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 just uh, you know only thirty properties. Well, you know, maybe that's a thousand guests a year. Like that's not only uh, you. you how, how else could you, as an individual, hit a thousand people with what you are doing? You couldn't very easily. Well, you've got thirty properties. You can. Mm. Um, so I, I think that, um, well, actually more than a thousand, I've got my maths wrong, but yeah. it's certainly more than that. So, you know, I think there's um, that there's something in it for, for talking about um, just the small things you can do, because those small things you can do hit so many people mm. that there's a bigger multiplier effect here. Absolutely. Um, as opposed to me, if I was to, you know, I, I, you know, if I was to think about in my personal life, what am I doing? I'm one person. So I like, can't, maybe with the family, there's a few more people that we can influence, but, you know, mm. guests, Guests are, are, you know, for a 30 property manager are many. So there's mm. a lot of opportunity. And yeah. And, mm. um, and and you're right. Once you start doing something like the Bob Garner eating the packet of chips, you know, once you start doing something and you realize it's easy and you get that feedback from the guest that says, 
I saw you doing this, like that's, you know, and, and that might mention in reviews, you know, no, this isn't going to suddenly happen overnight, but mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a, what in, in life and in business, what happens overnight? It doesn't, you know, you start, you start, you start, you build, you build, you build. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, I think it's really important just to look at it simply and find those simple things and start it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, do you have any like big plans for the future mm-hmm. or is it still sort of small steps? Do you have some sort of, end goal i mean i think the green path uh, look i don't know if there is an end to the green path or if it's just a constant stroll along the green path but do you what what are your plans coming up for touch state so our plans are to continue evolving what we're doing so um because of those small iterative steps that we have taken um We've built it and we've built now into these five things that we're doing and we can communicate very clearly those five things that we're doing that are making a difference. So um, the, the point is not like there's this ultimate thing that, that that we're aiming for here. No, we want to kind of keep building and keep talking about this. So we don't want it to be once a year on Earth Day, we go, oh, look at what we did. You know, <laughs> that's not the way, you know, so it needs to be. Um, and, and part of that also is us internally being so busy, like I said earlier, it's one more thing to do. But the point is, if you can break it down into little things that you keep talking about and new things that you add every year, which we've got some some ideas, mm-hmm. um, that eventually, you know, you built up a, a, you know, a really, really strong um, basis for which you can go out and claim to be making a difference. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, ultimately, the big thing is that, that we all collectively contribute to, you know, the the managing of the the, the emissions. But you know, that that's that's too lofty for us to think about. That our our role in this is to keep iteratively adding to what we're doing and repeat communicating it to yes. to customers. I think the communication part is really is vital. Yeah. Keep communicating to them and, and try to herd them on board with you for the journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and inspire them too with what other, like you've said, I mean, that's a great idea about now we need to think about perhaps the next step, an easy step for us mm. is to incorporate now we've, now we've an interview on the Green Path podcast, start to share other things that, mm. you know, you've said, maybe there are a few different case studies that we can pick up from what you're doing that inspire other people to go, oh, I can easily do that. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the point for us. Mm. And, and when you see the interviews, you can see on the property manager's face, you know, and they say, it's easy. And you just yeah. think, it's easy. Wow. You know, can't people see that it's actually easy, but they have to just listen first. And then yeah, they're yeah. Coming on yeah, for the it's, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I think we have a very big opportunity in this industry to all gather together, gather together and learn from each other and start along the path because, uh, you know, we do have a big impact and uh, on the environment and we can change things. We can slowly, slowly, we will change. 100 percent 100 percent and it's just it's just you know it's like there's always a tipping point with things in life aren't there yes the more people get on board it's slow it's slow it's slow but it builds it builds and then you know that that's that's what happens and you know the work that you're doing is amazing the work that bob garner's doing i see vanessa is 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 into things now you know even simon lehman with the the sort of things he's sharing you know these voices collectively you know we all hit multiple people and um and provided those voices then lend help by showing that it's easy to implement some of these stuff then mm-hmm. i don't think it will be a problem i think there's there's a lot of people who will step up and do something because ultimately we all want to do something it's just yeah, yeah. what you know like yeah. how i think as long as people don't re- think that this greening you know talk is all about hugging trees <laughs> you know I, I i i don't know how to put it in more layman's terms you know i tried to not use the word 
sustainability because that seems to like turn people off like I don't know I don't understand it I don't know what to do so that's why I always use the words environmentally friendly Mm -hmm. because uh, you know that's a more hospitable kind of way to describe it and uh, and I think I hope people will identify more with environmentally friendly um, with this industry yes Anyway, I think we're going to start winding up. Is there anything else that you think um, we should know or you'd like to add? Uh, I don't think so. We, we've, we've covered it all. Um, and uh, thank you for asking the questions and, 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 um, and for leading the Green Path podcast because I think it's such an important thing to do. Oh, thank you. Um, so I don't have anything to add except for keep going, Deborah. Oh, I will. I will. Soldier on. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for your time, Andy. It's been a pleasure hearing about what Touch Day is doing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.